action. Hello and welcome to another episode of Revist Critics, joined as usual by Chris and Obi. How are you both? I'm lovely, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good. Good, good. So today we're going to be talking about the final episode of WandaVision in all its uh, spoilerific detail. And we're also going to do a sort of retrospective on the X-Men franchise, um, which I was hoping would tie in a little bit more well, after, after WandaVision, yeah. but we move. Um, <coughs> before that, though, um, I just wanted to sort of mention that the Golden Globes happened, not nearly as prestigious as the Oscars, and uh, people were upset that's of some of the nominations, including Emily in Paris uh, for the TV section over, you know, I don't think Michaela Cole's I May Destroy You even got a nomination. So have that you, says... Um, sorry, quickly again. Have you watched Emily in Paris or whatever it's called? I've seen tiny bits of it. Lauren watched the series. Someone was saying it was like made for banter or something like that. Is that true? Or was it they just taken, taken the piss? I don't think they're taking themselves too seriously, but I don't think it was made as a joke. I think they they know what it is. Yeah. you know they lean into that i think they were also quite surprised at their nomination but mm. that that um i think tells you everything you need to know about the golden globes but anyway i'm sure the winners would still be happy to have won so i will just run through the main ones best motion picture drama because for some reason the golden globe split it between drama and musical slash comedy as if they're the only three genres of film but hey ho so nomadland won that which is directed by chloe zhao who i believe is doing the eternals for um marvel and nomadland is due to be released on star in uh april i believe so that beat um mank the father promising young woman and the trial of the chicago seven and the best actress in drama was won by andra day for the united states versus billy holiday and she beat Viola Davis, Vanessa Kirby, Frances McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan. Best Actor was won posthumously by Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. R.I.P. Which, yeah, I, I think, you know, regardless of his passing, um, I think we, we talked at the time about he's probably deserving of some awards. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Best Motion Picture Musical or Comedy was won by Borat subsequent movie film which beat Hamilton Music which I think was a Sia film Palm Springs and The Prom so doesn't scream of class in that category um, Hamilton is the recording of the stage play so again kind of strange that it's in that category but hey ho yes, best, best Actress was won by Rosamund Best Actress in Musical Comedy, should I say, was won by Rosamund Pike for the film I Care A Lot, which is on Amazon Prime. I haven't watched that yet, though. Mm. Best Actor in a Musical Comedy was won by Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat 2. What? Uh, was he good in that? I mean, he's Borat. <laughs> so, I don't know. If well, you, I thought, if was he was nominated for the other one as well? What's the other one? Uh, Chicago 7? Yeah. So, he won for Borat. He, well, he won Best Actor. I think he was nominated for best supporting I mean, yeah. to be fair for Borat he does put himself in some dangerous positions yeah but wow. does, that, does, that, does that lend to his acting ability though well I mean I'll tell you who he was up against because he fooled he, he, not, he fooled like hundreds of people I guess in real life so isn't that the definition of an actor playing someone else yeah I think yeah, uh, yeah you've got a fair point there he was up against James Corden for the prom, <laughs> Lynn Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, Dev Patel for the personal history of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. So, any of the other ones, so I cannot give a comment on whether he's the best actor. No, I think the only other person who's a proper actor out of those is Dev Patel. I mean, Andy Samberg does SNL and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Lynn Manuel Miranda writes and sings. James Corden is James Corden. Um, Jodie Foster won Best Supporting Actress for The Mauritanian. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya won Best Supporting Actor for Woo! Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, yeah. Chloe Zhao won Best Director for Nomadland. Aaron Sorkin won Best Screenplay for Trial of Chicago 7. Soul won Best Animated Picture. Mm -hmm. um, what was Soul up against? Sorry, can you tell me? Soul. Yeah. Um, the Croods 2. Onward. Over the Moon. 
and a film called Wolf Walkers. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know how much you can... If these are the sort of films that are going to be nominated for Oscars, then it's going to be a pretty poor year. Yeah. But uh, that is with a COVID year, so relatively understandable. But I just wanted to mention those. We're a film podcast, so we should talk about the Golden Globes. But, I mean, presumably neither of you have got anything particularly strong to say about any of those. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy with that Daniel Kaluuya one. Also, I don't know if you mentioned it, John Boyega won for, I think, Best Actor in a Limited Series, I think. Oh, I didn't do the TV ones, to be oh, fair. Okay. Well, but yeah, yeah he, he did He did for Small Acts, didn't he? Yeah, so I'm happy about that. Two like, British actors. The Crown won Best TV Drama. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, Nomadland going on to star in April. There's also Raya and the, or Raya and the Last Dragon, which is out on the premium access uh, mm. until July, which, I mean, clearly it must have worked all right for Mulan, but I'm not going to pay for that. No, I mean, <laughs> um, but what, what have you guys been checking out on star so obviously star is the more mature content shall we say on um disney plus i um so i've only literally i've only watched two things uh one being love victor which is a tv spin-off of love simon um which i think is pretty good so obviously i remember when we talked about again one of the things that you one of the problems you had with the film was that I think he thought it was a bit unrealistic in terms of um, like how supportive everyone was of Simon and like you know um, I don't know like for for lack of a better term like a lack of <laughs> opposition to him being gay <laughs> basically is what I'm trying to say um, yeah and then this love Victor um, so same it's the same high school obviously a few years later um, but this uh, boy Victor um, is in a similar situation to Simon but he is much more uh, afraid, I suppose, of coming out as being gay. Um, and I think there is more of like a, I would say maybe realism about it in that the reactions of certain people to certain things are um, not as idealistic as the first film was, I would say. And then the character who played, so Nick Robinson, who played Simon, he is like a basically like, basically like a pen, pen pal to uh, Victor. And they like they start and end every episode with like a Instagram message to each other. I think I think it's Instagram or some sort of message to each other. And basically, yeah, it's just him trying to discover himself like sexually. I suppose I'm only three episodes in, but yeah, that's what I've gathered so far. Um, it's pretty good, I think. Okay. Uh, the second thing I've watched is I've only watched one episode of Hellstrom, which is apparently set in the MCU, but not part of the MCU timeline. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much sense that makes, but. Mm. Um, it seems to me like a very like um, preacher. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, oh, fuck. Lucifer. One? Lucifer. That's the one. Like devils and demons and that sort of thing. Like you gotta find these demons and cast them out of this person's house. And, what? Yeah, da, da, da. What's it called? Hellstrom. Uh, Hellstrom. Hellstrom. Yeah, it's quite like Supernatural as well. The Supernatural. Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched episode one as well, and. I was like, oh, this is okay. But then mm. I saw it was it got cancelled after one season. Yeah. Like, uh... honest, that makes me more lucky to watch it because I know it's only that that uh, 10 episodes or 8 episodes, however much it is. Yeah, but it might end on a cliffhanger though, right? That's a bit annoying. Yeah. 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 That's because of the Marvel TV studios got shut down and sort of mm. enveloped by uh, the MCU, I guess. Mm. Um, Chris, anything you've sort of watched on there? Uh, I watched the, uh, the other day. I watched uh, what's it called? Dollface. Okay, what's it's that? Got, it's got Kate Dennings in it, which is the lady who was also in Wonder Cat Vision. Dennings. Kat Dennings. Who? What did I say? Kate. Sorry. Oh, well, she. Her real name was Catherine, to be fair. But um, yeah, it was alright. It's, it's got a few familiar faces. It's got uh, the lady who was in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Um, which one? Oh, what, Sharpay? No, no, no. Um, London. London. I think it's London, yeah. We've got uh, London on the track. It's Brent, Brenda Song. Brenda Song, yeah. London. To... And, and it also has Shay Mitchell, who's uh, in Pretty Little Liars. Mm, what does she look like? She's the only uh, main actress of colour in the Pretty Little Liars yeah, cast. I can't remember her name for the life of me. But yeah, I know he's a lot. In Pretty Little Liars? In Pretty Little Liars, yeah. 
Uh, is this a star? Is this a star original, or is it one of those series they've just plonked on because they? Got uh, there's only one episode, and it's a weekly thing, so I'm assuming oh, okay. it's an original. It just popped up. I thought I'd just put it on in the background. So yeah, um, I'm not sure. Sorry, just to interrupt you really quickly. I'm not sure if these are because like same with like Love Victor. That's coming out like one a week, but I don't think that they're star originals. I think they're things that have come out on Fox, and because they're new-ish, like 2020 or uh, late yeah. 2020. I think they're just putting uh, them out I think weekly. Hulu. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think it's Hulu. Um, Hulu, but, Yeah, same with what I've watched. I watched one episode of Solar Opposites, which is an adult animated comedy by the same guy who does Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland. Oh, they're and... all made them ones. The first what? season. It's already been aired, I mean. Sorry. Isn't it? Oh, okay. Well, that they're releasing that bit by bit as well on Star. Okay. Um Episode one was pretty funny. It's it's if you like Rick and Morty, you're gonna like this. It's the same humor. It's basically the same sort of thing. It's mm. it's two aliens who have crash landed on Earth and they're basically just doing experiments and trying to get back. And there's some comedy, you know, within that. And the only difference with Rick and Morty is that they actually don't blank out the swear words. Um, which when I was watching Disney Plus and I heard characters say fuck, I was like, whoa. <laughs> Is this, is this allowed? Like I was watching Deadpool 2 and he says cunt and I was like, whoa! <laughs> Disney Plus! <laughs> Do you have to, guys have to put pins on your think, accounts now? Yeah. Ah, might... oh, I fucking hate that. It's really I annoying. Did, I didn't know if I had to or not, so I just did it. If you find out any... to, <laughs> to bypass it, let me know because it really annoys me. Well, it does say, it does say like, oh, you can opt out of this. Are you the main account holder for your Disney Plus? Yeah. You should be able to disable okay, it. I'm going to do that because it's fucking annoying. Every time I have sign in, I have to fucking print the pins. Yeah, undo mine, Glenn. That'd be great. Oh, it t- it got me. It sent me an email saying that you'd chosen to do one. I didn't I... realize. Press yes. I was just trying to get onto the thing as fast as possible, not dilly dally. Oh, okay. I'll I'll try and get rid of it. But I've also um I also watched Hellstrom. There's one called Big Sky, which looks okay. I don't. It's sort of like a small town cop mm. procedural. Um, and it's not new, but I watched the old school Planet of the Apes from 1967, I think it was. And sure. to be fair, considering that film's 50 odd years old, that film holds up. Mm. That was it was good. Like normally, I'm a bit disinterested in older films, um, but the pacing was good. The storyline was really engaging. Um, the effects didn't look terrible, and that ending, which you know, is is pretty well known, even if you've not seen the film. Yeah. It, I just wish I'd not known that because that would have been one of those such a sick reveal. Um, so yeah, um, I will co- sort of explore Star a bit more, particularly I think when Falcon and Winter Soldier comes and goes, because then I'll have more time to just peruse. But yeah, we'll we'll sort of you know dip in and out of those things. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the subject of Disney Plus, let's head straight into One Division episode nine which was called the season finale um for obvious reasons so um basically this show made me look like a right cunt because i just believe <laughs> believed film twitter uh, fandom twitter too much and... can i so glenn before we get stuck in yeah can i just say one thing so i'm right there with you like i was putting like clown makeup on my face as well at the end of the episode um but I feel like, so I was listening to uh, a review the other day um, and they made something apparently pretty clear to me. So like we, me, you, Chris, whoever else have been hinging on this Luke level, inverted commas, Luke level cameo that Elizabeth Olsen was talking about. Apparently Elizabeth Olsen never said this. Apparently she just said that there's going to be like a character returning that people are going to be excited about and then the person who was interviewing her turned that into might there be a Luke level cameo in WandaVision and then people ran with that saying Elizabeth Olsen said there's going to be a Luke level cameo in WandaVision yeah I'm I'm pretty sure I only heard it from one of you two saying it so uh... (laughs) this is the thing so people are just it's just Chinese whispers, isn't it? It's, so... it's context. I think. I think someone. I think. Yeah. I think the interviewer said, "Oh, is it like a Luke level cameo?" And she just went, "Oh, yeah." You know, the same with like um, Paul Bettany when he said, "Oh, there's someone I've really wanted to work with." It. Dep- we don't know how he said that. He might have said, "Oh, there's going to be someone that." No, apparently he's rolling. Yeah, but exactly. But if you don't hear how he says it, you know, he could have said it sarcastically. Yeah. And 
And the thing is, is my expectations of this, the, particularly the latter few episodes of this, has purely been driven by Marvel fan Twitter. So 100%. there is no blame put on um, the director and the screenwriters of WandaVision because the hype has purely been driven by Twitter. Which... Except for, sorry, 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 except for the engineer thing. That was clear. That was very clear. I feel like set up to be somebody, and in the, in the end, there was no one. That's the only thing I have a gripe with. Engineer? What do you mean? The aerospace. She, when Monica said, uh, "Oh, this aerospace engineer," and then it turned out to be nobody. Yeah, I think so, that one was a. So, I think something went on there that maybe they they had someone lined up, and then they. I reckon. I reckon they do it, and then they opted out. Doing yeah, it. so as well. I mean, I just, yeah, I got a bit, I felt a bit burned. And we'll go into it because we haven't actually gone into any specifics yet. But I'm definitely going to not believe the hype too much with Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, um, but let's, anyway, the final episode. So it starts immediately after episode eight um, with Agatha and Wanda sort of facing off um, before uh, the White Vision comes in. And essentially, so there's 10 minutes maybe of, the two heroes, Wanda and Vision, you can argue over the heroes or not, I guess, but fighting off against people who are basically the exact same. I was gonna, can I also say this felt like very MCU phase one? Yes, exactly. The villain the who's got not... the exact same powers as me, but opposite sides. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that ag- again a little bit, but yeah, I don't like that either. But um, so they, they had fights um, and. Um, the, the CIA people, sorry, sword for not really doing much. Uh, they were just cotching. Um, and then, yeah, so Wanda sort of, she gets kind of, she learns more and becomes more the Scarlet Witch in this episode, um, which, you know, the, the, the residents sort of get their spell just um, taken off of them and they sort of are like, you know, raising the ethical questions to Wanda um Wanda then also has to then choose basically between her family um Billy Tommy and um you know the 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 kind of multicolored vision that we see um because they are intertwined with her hex magic mm-hmm. um but but then also that puts the risk of the town so she has that battle um she faces off with um Agatha uh Tyler Hayward who's the sword director tries to kill two boys um i'm so let's get we'll get into it in a minute but we briefly see some use of monica's power where the bullets go through her um but there isn't really much else on that um we find out that ralph who agatha talks about is actually um pietro fake pietro and his name is ralph boner which was a massive fuck you um (laughs) and what else what else do we learn um, so yeah, Wanda ends up sacrificing basically her family. Uh, she defeats um, Agatha by using the rune um, kind of trick from episode eight. So she makes runes on the side of the hex, which means Agatha can't use her powers. And then Wanda manages to subdue her. And um, there's mention of, and again, we can delve into it a bit more, but Agatha says you're more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, which mm. means that uh, canonically she's more powerful than Doctor Strange. I think that's more potential, maybe not right now. Um, the second uh, post-credit scene probably shows that she she's going to learn quite quickly. Um, yeah. But yeah, so she she kind of traps Agatha in her nosy neighbor persona, um, and White Vision fucks off. We don't know where he went. Um, and yeah, so Vision, normal Vision, and Billy and Tommy end up sort of depixelating, uh, and everything saved and uh mm-hmm. most of most of the supporting cast just stood around for like 45 minutes just <laughs> just be like eh, you know catch a coffee or something uh, came in at the end to crash the car into what's his way and this was yep. like the, this was like the most boring reflection of an episode i've ever heard you <laughs> jesus ben no I'm- there's a reason for this though so we can we can talk about it in a minute but yeah i just want to just a very kind of by numbers what happened in the episode and when we'll go a lot more into detail um so there were two post-credit scenes one of which i've already described which is wanda uh, reading the dark hold in her projected phase so she's doing 
you know, tasks in the kitchen, but she's astral projected or something. And Where have really... we seen people doing that before? I was trying to think. Doctor Strange. Well. It is Doctor Strange. Okay. Books and stuff, and he's reading the books and shit. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, which is the first post-credit scene, is a, uh, an agent of sword revealing themselves to be a Skrull, and then going, "Oh, there's someone upstairs in the sky who wants to see you," which we <laughs> presume is either Talos or Nick Fury. Damn, that Skrull agent is fucking shit. They just literally watched the the head of sword. Just be an absolute prick. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, where the fuck should we really even start? What can, do you want to delve into? Can we start? Actually, I'll shut up. You guys go first. Chris, where would you like to start? Fuck, I don't even know, mate. Um, what, what was your overall thought of this episode? From what I said about in episode eight, this is all but what I expected episode nine to have. I feel like there wasn't really going to be. And I think I'd say great about this episode. Should I say it? Is that rude? Is that that's, wrong? That's not rude. If it's your opinion, mate, it's well, valid. How lengthy the battle was between Wanda and the other witch. Uh, I did think it had its flaws. I thought White Vision was pointless. Um, although, sorry, Obi, Vision's definitely coming back to the MCU from mm. that. Uh, mm. so I have a wider problem with that in general, but we can talk about that in a minute. Um, I thought it's clever how Wanda wins the fight with the whole ruins thing, which makes me think she's got some absolute amazing photographic memory that I didn't know about before. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorcerer Supreme is actually only mentioned once throughout the whole MCU. And that's actually not Doctor Strange, by the way. That's actually... The ancient one, is it? The ancient one. So we just assume that Doctor Strange is now the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm. Um, oh, I thought whoever had the Time Stone was the Sorcerer Supreme. But does he have the Time Stone anymore? I suppose no. in this timeline, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. So, mm. um, so I yes. think that's just to get. I think personally, that's just to give her a, a power scale. But then she is going to be with Doctor Strange. So, meh, maybe it is. Maybe it is him. Uh, I was excited by the fact that she took the dark hold and she's reading it. That actually excited me purely because of what I've watched in Shield. Um, well, should I say? Um, I almost towards you kind of you kind of knew that her family were going to be destroyed by the end of it. It's like what was I reading? I read some articles saying it's that she's gone through the five stages of grief during her time in Westview. Mm. Okay, that's interesting aspect to look at, but. I just feel like I feel like the series like plateaued and then it's just it's just carried on staying straight. I don't think I think all the hype people wanted at the end it wasn't it wasn't as much as people probably wanted. Maybe that's just my opinion. I don't know. It's... But I I enjoyed the battle. I enjoyed that she learned stuff and we were learning stuff with her. Um, it's nice to know that Monica's going to get the actual power she has in the comics. Um, bitch dead sword guy had no other motive than just being a prick. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'm so annoyed from, about, that. From, so a, about that. from a character development point of view, from where we began with, you know, Wanda having been bit parts of a few films, Vision, similar, um, you know, learning about Monica Rambeau, um and her powers uh and then i guess introducing to a point billy and tommy do you chris think you know there's merit in this series because of that like are you I, are you I, kind of happy I, with wonder as a character now i feel like i had no I, to be fair wonder was a secondary character throughout the whole mcu up until this point she's very powerful but we, we've not really alluded to that enough like we know but we don't that she's not there, she's not enough screen time for her, I don't think. So mm. I think theories about her to then push her to be like one of the front people in the in the continuation of MCU, this was good. But it was only developing her really. Like Monica, we don't really learn too much about. But no, she but does get her powers, which is fair. Okay, cool. We expected she'd get it some funky way. Um then I get 
I guess it just, you know, negates the need for a, an origin development in Captain Marvel 2 for Monica, doesn't it? It sort of does that job already. So in Captain Marvel 2, she should be, you know, she's pa- she, she'll have powers. So it's sort of just, and I guess. And the big conflict will be that she meets Captain Marvel. She airs out her issues, blah, 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 blah. They get together with Miss Marvel and they fuck up some bad guy. <laughs> That's basically what's going to happen in it. But like, oh. um, well, there was some, there was some, where else? Oh, I found out that also Ralph Bonner or Bonner, or however you want to pronounce it, um, actually gets referenced by uh, Agatha or Agonist, however you, whoever you want to call her, uh, in like episode three or four, because she says her husband's name's Ralph. Oh yeah, so, she says that a few times. Does she? So mm-hmm. I think I think that was a massive fuck you, really, because. <laughs> Not only did they bring in a character that was it was a good introduction. Everyone was like, "Wow, that's that's cool. We've been introduced to this X Men guy, and we had all our theories, which is fair enough." But in the end, whoever shouted that it was a nobody, gold star to you. Um, but like, just they, they had to give him that name as well, just a bit of a piss paint name. I just feel it's like... a um, it's a reference to a TV show called Grown Pains. There's a character on there who's like a next door neighbour, and his name's his nickname is Boner or something like that. Still though, man, like meh. But I mean, there was reference to Wizard of Oz again, wasn't there, with the boots under the car? Yeah. Mm. Like, I feel like this episode should have been the more serious episode. So forget about all the jokey bits. Like, this was meant to be the nitty gritty. Learning about Scarlet Witch, learning why this woman wants to know about Scarlet Witch. I feel like her powers of taking people's abilities who are not worthy didn't really make sense either. Who said she takes people's abilities who aren't worthy? She said, she said, she said, she said, she said. Uh, oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, I, I, so before you finish your sentence, I assume that she has the ability to take powers. But she, her saying you're not worthy is just her saying you're not worthy. It's not that's not conditional on her powers. That's what I took from it anyway. I think she can just take anyone's powers she likes, but I don't think it's dependent on whether or not you're worthy of your powers or not. Oh, that's okay. Just, yeah, that's just what I think anyway. Powers from people who are undeserving, and then someone said it's reference to the Yo Magic commercial in episode six. Okay. Don't know what. Yeah, mate. There was some foreshadowing apparently now in the previous. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, then then there was the whole thing with um, Vision's fight, which was pretty interesting, where he phased through White Vision, who was trying to take his Mind Stone, which is the opposite did when Thanos tried to take his Mind Stone. I didn't think that the Vision that we've seen throughout most of this series, let's call him, is not. Oh, this this leads into the philosophical debate they had. Let's call him Red Vision, but. I didn't think he would have a legit Mind Stone. I thought it was just a projection of one. Um, I think, well, I just, yeah, well, I think you're right in principle. But I think, I just assume his Mind Stone is like, you know, Wanda says at the end, you're the piece of the Mind Stone that lives in me. So I assume maybe it's a little bit of that, I guess, or something. I don't know. Um, I mean, you talked about the the stages of grief, Chris, which are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, So... Take away all the theories of the Twitter sphere aside, which is difficult to do, and I find that still difficult now. But as a show which fundamentally is about grief, does it work? I mean, for me, it does. When I try and put that lens on it, you don't need a climactic fight scene. You know, it works as Wanda finally accepting, you know, that her husband or boyfriend is lost. So, what what do you guys think? In, with that lens, does that kind of change the way you feel about this series? Um, I think I think it does. Um, I think that um, I think I well, I've not. I'm lucky enough not to have gone through any stages of grief really in my life. But I feel like a big uh, part in that in getting over it is like closure. And I feel like uh, Wanda got closure in terms of like um, Vision's death uh, in this in this series. Obviously, in Infinity War, we see her killing him, even though she didn't want to. And then, obviously, Thanos comes and kills him again, blah, blah, blah. I think in this one, she gets to, I suppose, at least live out a bit of the fantasy that she had before 
him dying of them two being together and then they do get to say their goodbye and then obviously there's the bit with we've said goodbye how many times and what when are we gonna say hello again i think mm-hmm. it does well in terms of like uh what's it called like mirroring i suppose one really sad goodbye and one goodbye that is still sad but both parties mm-hmm. know what's it, like what's happening to the pair of them you know if you know what i mean Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it works in that sense. I also think that uh, it did well. I think they kind of used Monica as like a, maybe not the audience, but someone to explain to the audience this is happening because Monica is going through X, Y, Z. So she was kind of like the emotional, uh, I don't know, the emotional soundboard, I guess, of the series to kind of tell us why she's going through this and why this is causing blah, 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 blah. blah. And obviously you see the culmination of that in episode eight when she's just so filled with, I don't know, with his pain or sadness or whatever that she creates this hex thing and you find out that it wasn't something that was done maliciously. It's just something that was born out of just extreme grief. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I think it did well in that, in, that, in that respect. I quite like it. I quite liked it, yeah. I did get to, after the first credits scene and I was like, right, there's going to be one more. I literally, I was on my knees. I was like, Lord, if you're there, if you can hear me, I will take a Doctor Strange cameo. I will. <laughs> I was waiting for the last second. I was like, come on, it's got to be something. I was like, I'll, I'll take it. I'll, ta- I'll take Nick Fury, mate. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take Agent Coulson. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, so, again, this is all Twitter's fault. But of the... Nah. I think I think I think the last one was called personally. Yeah. The Dark Hold. Yeah, I I think yeah. so too. And it does lead into Doctor Strange too. But it's people who read it are meant to go mad, so yeah. well, we'll see. So, uh, yeah. I guess it's the multiverse multiverse of madness. I I don't know I, I can't get over the disappointment of it doesn't lead kind of explicitly into Doctor Strange 2 and I don't know why I I thought it was going to but this series was quite I guess apart from that last post credit scene it was quite just contained wasn't it so um, sorry to just interrupt you really quickly I feel like uh, this might have a case of like uh, in terms of like scheduling because I'm pretty sure this series wasn't supposed to come out as the first like phase four thing I think I feel like it was supposed to come out a bit later than other things um, so I'm wondering if maybe there might have been a scene that leads straight into Doctor Strange, but they cut it out and put something else in instead. Because I, I can't remember what the original state was, but I'm pretty sure this wasn't supposed to be first. I feel like it was this and Doctor Strange was supposed to be quite close, much closer together. I could be oh, completely okay. wrong, but yeah. Fair enough. Um, also, anyone got um, anyone got um, question marks over what um, Agatha was saying about you don't know what you've unleashed? Like maybe Agatha had something inside her that she's like, no, let go of because of what Wanda did. I thought that maybe, mm, yeah, I see what you're saying. I thought it, mm, uh, my take on it was kind of like her saying you don't know what you've unleashed is is kind of saying like you don't know like the power or the that could consume you now without me here to take your powers basically. So I feel like maybe it's kind of like uh, a thing of saying you might have become so consumed with power and knowledge, maybe from the Darkhold, maybe just from her own power, that she becomes something evil. Because doesn't the Darkhold say that she's like uh, going to destroy the world or something like that? Yeah. So. Yeah, there was some mention of that. Um, can I quickly, sorry, 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 because I haven't given my, can I quickly just oh, give my sorry. opinion? Yeah, yeah, the episode? go for it, mate. Um, so, I think that uh, this episode was, was fine. Um, in a season where I think we were built up to a point where we were like, oh, wow, this is really... I think the first three... It's so weird because the first three episodes were like, and maybe four episodes were so different and so, like, I suppose, like, you could say experimental that we were kind of like, oh, this is really new. This is something different from Marvel. And I think we were quite, um, quite attracted to it. And then the way it ends is just so very safe and very... Uh, like we said a minute ago, like typical MCU phase one, like ending, and it kind of like doesn't work well with the way they started. Like I don't know how you could have ended it in the, I don't know how you could have carried on in that same vein, without 
making it like really confusing still to people because obviously the further you get along the more answers you get and stuff like that and the more everything makes sense and then it becomes a bit more generic it's kind of like to parallel it sucked up when you watch the boys for example at first it's really different and really whatever whatever but as you get along you're like okay this is starting to get a bit more normal now yeah. um and i think it's kind of like the same thing here everything became very generic and i suppose there were certain plot points that you could predict especially in this last episode um which is fine you know i still i did still enjoy it and i obviously enjoyed the series as a whole um there were certain moments that i really didn't care for um like the first well okay so to name a few i feel like overall the cgi in in this episode wasn't good it might be my tv might be shit but it looked very much like a tv budget obviously it is a tv budget so i can't really have much complaints there but i just thought it looked at points it looked really really fake um, I didn't really like that very much. Any particular kind of pretty, pretty much thing? anything involving vision, I thought looked okay. really I thought it looked really fake, especially when there was two visions. I thought it just looked really, really, really bad. Um there was one point as well when Wanda and uh Agatha were fighting, and I think Wanda throws a, it's right at the beginning. I think Agatha throws a I'm sorry. Wanda throws a car at Agatha and it, uh, when she goes through the house, it just looked I thought it was just shot terribly, it looked really bad. <laughs> um yeah. So I didn't enjoy that. Um, the fights in general, I mean, I, th- I would like to think that as a, the MCU, we've evolved past the point now of just having, you know, I'll throw magic at you, you throw magic at me. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, Those can, fights are so yeah, boring because they really are. Both, both characters are the same. And yeah, like you said, throwing balls of light at each other when you're both pretty much equally as powerful it's not interesting. And the yeah. same, like, I liked the fact that the two visions ended up having a philosophical chat. But yeah, when they were just throwing each other into walls, you, th- you sort of think, well, what's the point? You know that's not going to hurt them. And it is just boring. If it was Wanda against White Vision and, you know, Red Vision against Agatha, that might have been more interesting because they have different power sets. But, yeah, like you said, it's very phase one when it's like, okay, well, Iron Man must fight someone in nine suits. You know, and Hulk must fight someone who is also enlarged because of a genetic, you know, a, a kind of mishap with um, science. You know, well, it, this is one phase one, so I suppose, yeah. And vision, and this is technically Vision's phase one as well. So, well, uh, I kind of disagree actually because they're both in phase two, aren't they? Yeah, but so that, that's their phase one. Yeah, the story development. All we learn about Wanda prior to this is in. Age of Ultron, she uh, was kidnapped by Hydra, essentially. Uh, very- no, 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 no. She was not kidnapped by Hydra. She joined Hydra of her own free will. Right. Semantics. She- it's not semantics are two very different things. <laughs> anyway. So she does that. So that's all we really learn about her. And then there's like a bit of character development that she's got feelings for a one-year-old Vision. Uh, <laughs> that's her. And then Vision, you learn he's new. He's still learning. He's also fallen in love with her. Regardless, Chris, sorry, I don't want to interrupt, sorry to interrupt Chris, but regardless of, obviously I get, I completely understand the point you're coming from, but I don't think that excuses that, that just, the, the, their fights in this being that of that level. They, they, I feel like they, the MCU now should be able to think of something a bit more inventive, something different, but, I feel but, like. But for example, for, but I'm, I'm with you, I'm with you. But like, if we didn't have any either visions in, in, the, in the battle scenario here, how would you propose that two witches fight each other? I don't know, Chris, but I'm also not a showrunner of a TV show, so it's not I would I would have had um I think I would have had Monica get involved and you, and see her powers a bit more. I was slightly what, what benefit would have that been towards that fight? That's what I'm saying because she can what, phase things and pause things, so you'd still be having hand motions doing shit. Yeah, we but... don't know what she can do. So. Yeah, I was quite disappointed that we don't see more of. Monica's powers to be honest with you she spends a lot of this episode not doing very much I feel like well we kind of just didn't really see Monica full stop in the last two episodes apart from her saving the thingy people from the bullets I feel like she was kind of underutilized in these last two episodes but yeah same with like Jimmy and Darcy like that they they sort of had a good plot for the first five six episodes when they're in the background like trying to figure out what's going on and then once we knew what was going on they were sort of redundant yeah but yeah. Yeah. Just to finish uh, quickly, reel off. Sorry, sorry. I just want to quickly reel off the things that um, I didn't like, and then we can move to to stuff we do like or whatever you want to move on to, Glenn. Um, 
So the last thing, the, the biggest thing for me is just the fucking, actually, no, two things, actually, is the Hayward thing. Like, him just being, like, a normal bad guy, I think it's just so shit. Like, I feel like we were talking last week and we were like, oh, how did he know this? And he must be, he must know this and blah, blah, blah. And just for him to just be a generic guy who just wanted recognition for fucking getting Vision's body back or whatever, I think that is so fucking crap. I'm sorry, that is the, probably the worst thing about this series, in my opinion. It annoyed me so much. I just thought it was terrible. Um, I don't know how you guys felt about it, but yeah. <laughs> it, it, it did sort of, yeah, all the intrigue that they built up with him was sort of just thrown out the window. And it's like, mm. how is this guy the head of S.W.O.R.D. and he's just unloading a clip at two children? Yeah. Like, that's Johnny. what he's resorted to. Like, yeah, he just, I don't know. And like you said, Chris, like all the S.W.O.R.D. agents just stand around and let him do it. Um <laughs> Like, I thought there'd be more of a, a, a battle between that. You know, it felt a lot of this episode to me felt quite anticlimactic, which might have been the point because it is an atypical superhero series in a lot of regards. But, you know, you could have had Billy and Tommy and Monica fight the sword agents a little bit more rather than, you know, just stop the bullets and then Darcy rams into him. Mm. Um, the White Vision thing, I, I. I guess the ultimate thing is. What would the sword agents being able to do besides shoot them? Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I just, I don't know. I just, I sort of felt like they were trying to wrap up a lot of things, and obviously the focus is Wanda, but the other things which had mild interest were just sort of like, oh, we'll quickly tie that up, very, very quick. And mm. like the fight scenes are very quick, which I'm not too disappointed with because they were quite boring. Mm. Um, I said before, I liked the philosophical debate that Vision and White Vision ended up having. Yeah, the whole ship Theseus thing got yeah. me thinking. Um, sort of like with my Yaris as well. Like, you know, so many sure. times have I had upgrade, you know, little replacement parts. Is it the same Yaris? I don't know. But um, that, was in- that was interesting. But like then White Vision fucks off and you think, I mean, presumably, yeah. you know, will he appear again? Presumably. Um, is this a sort of um, kind of what's the what's the term cack-handed way of getting Vision to remain in the MCU? <laughs> okay, quickly. Um, so two things about the Vision thing. Um, first one, yeah, I was a bit like I was I when he shot up out of the thing wherever they were. I thought he was going to go and help Wanda, but he just we never just never see him again. I'm confused about that because presumably he's just got all of his memories back. So shouldn't he just be like, okay, I love Wanda, let me go help Wanda. Yeah, might be an information overload. Maybe, and because he's quite young still, and I, I hate to keep bringing this up, but he's yeah, but quite... he's an AI. Like, he sh- I don't think that should matter. Yeah, but he's not just an AI, is he? He can. He's something else as well, isn't he? He's. I guess, but what is the his synthesizer? Maybe but... if you if you've been implanted with things from Sword to tell you to do stuff, and then you suddenly got information mm. of all this stuff. Maybe, I don't know. Okay. I'm just... No, I see where you're going there. That, that makes yeah. more sense, I think, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, what was I going to say? The second thing. Second thing, shit. We'll talk about Vision. I was saying, like, do you think he's going to reappear? Like, Yes. Yeah. So I have a problem with this because it just... Uh... He's probably going to be the saving grace in flipping Doctor Strange 2 when Wanda's going flipping mental and he just turns up. I... So... Two things. I think I feel like there might be a storyline where he's not in his, this version of Vision isn't in love with Wanda anymore, um, and there's conflict there for a start. Second thing, it, this annoys me in general because it cheapens his death in um, Infinity War. The mm. fact that he's just back now, like it's the same with Gamora. Like she died, and then she's just back next film. Like in, in, yeah. I find it quite annoying. I'm not gonna lie. Um, yeah. Do you know what the rawest thing is? Is the only person. I mean, yes, Tony has died, but he he's basically still in every film by default, especially the Spider-Man ones. But Black Widow is basically the only character who properly dies. I know, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> Loki's come back, like, Steve Rogers is still alive, you yeah. know, but an old man. And, you know, it's just sort of like Black Widow. Is, we don't know what the Black Widow film's going to be like, but, you know, sh- she's pretty dead. <laughs> you just think like what why oh, you know, even it, Hawkeye's still alive and he gets his own series. To be yeah. fair, if the Black Widow film does well and they don't leave it they don't make it so it leads straight into her experiences with Shield or whatever, then I suppose they could do a second film about another adventure. 
I think this film is in between the uh, Infinity War and Endgame, isn't it? Um, uh, I don't think so, because oh, okay. during that time, she, she spends most of the time at the Avengers headquarters talking oh. with Rhodey and all of that. But I, I think there will be a handing over of the Black Widow mantle to probably yep. Florence Pugh's character. But yeah. hey-ho, we'll find out in a couple of months. Um, can I say one... Sorry, I'm sorry, I keep buying it. Can I just say one last thing that I, that I just found really strange in this episode? Sure. Yeah. It was when uh, Wanda's... Like, all the... The hex is over, blah, blah, blah. Wanda's walking out of the town. All the neighbours are looking at her like, you fucking bitch, what and whatnot, yeah? Mm. And then she goes to Monica and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry for what I've done, blah, blah, blah. And then Monica's like, oh, you're, they'll never know what you sacrificed for them. And I was like, what? She just fucking imprisoned them in their minds for like three weeks. <laughs> she should be apologising to them about you don't know what you sacrificed, what your fake kids. Oh, that pissed me off so much. I was like, <laughs> I wish you fucking, you know, um, the Agatha was talking about, oh yeah, these guys always get the pitchforks out for people like us. I wish the fucking neighbours had got out the pitchforks for a fucking Wanda, taking the yeah. piss. Sorry, that's <laughs> them neighbours are fucking brave. What? When she had released them from their thing and they all started coming at her like... Yeah, respect. Oh, I can't no, fuck up for three weeks. <laughs> but you've been imprisoned by this bitch. She could <laughs> literally snap her fingers and probably break all your necks. Like, I would be fucking running. There's no way I'd be confronting her. Also, Black Widow is set just after Civil War, um, okay. to let you know that. Um, so, yeah. Um, what was the other thing? There was loads of things I had to, I thought of. Do you think, actually, this is it. So, at the end, you hear Billy and Tommy. So, we assume Wanda has read the, oh, what's it called? Dark Hole has potentially got a way of bringing back her kids. Mm. Or her fake kids, shall we say. Does that then lead to us thinking if the thing she's created in her world can be brought back, could she not bring back the fake vision? That's literally what I was thinking. I was just thinking the exact same thing, and I bet she won't do that. What I thought would have just been a a good sort of compromise is if she just leaves, you know, the house, the plot, if she just leaves that as a hex bit, then her family can just live in there. Oh, yeah. that would be fucking... What's it called, though? Like, Imagine just she having to live in that for the rest of your life. Just goes and visits them. But they don't know any different. They weren't alive three yeah, days true. ago. Are we, but, are we all pissed that the hexagon shapes of everything was just because it's a hex as well? I, t- I didn't even notice it in the first place. I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't, I wasn't too deep about it. I, I mean, this Darkhold, so you say it's mentioned in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and I think Ghost Rider gets it or something it's also yeah. mentioned in the runaways not that i've seen that but oh, yeah. i saw an article and it basically says it argues that this essentially retcons the origin of the dark hold to have Ab- agatha having had it the whole time which then makes agents of shield and the runaways runaways uh non-canonical mm. uh, do, well we don't know that how long agatha's had the dark hold do we No. No, so I, think I don't that's think that's necessarily that's a good true. counterpoint. Yeah. And also, the origins of the Darkhold, in terms of Wonder's story, has a different thing. So I don't want to like essentially say something can spoil Wonder's thing in Dark Doctor Strange, but but like there's another origin behind the Darkhold. So Agatha may or may not have been working for someone when she got obtained it, oh, or related by someone to obtain it. So the so the big theories or revelations that people were uh, pos- positing, and I felt hooked long in Singapore. Um, Quicksilver not being a version of Quicksilver at all mm. really disappoints me. Um, I really like Evan Peters. I like his version of Quicksilver, and we'll talk about that later on in the pod. But to me, if the whole point is that he's not a real Pietro, then why did you cast Evan Peters? Because, and I, 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 will, I, I will die on this hill, us as an audience, like Dark Phoenix only came out last year and Fucking hell. he was in that. Um, did so, it? It was 2019. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Well, 18 months ago. Yeah, not that long ago. And he was in that. So audiences are going to know that 
he is Pietro or Peter in that franchise. Mm. People also presume and know that Wanda is in Doctor Strange 2, which is called the Multiverse of Madness. Mm. So by casting Evan Peters in that role and then to fake it out is such, to me, it's disrespectful because you're teasing something which you've then said, ah, fuck you, boner, which is, you know, whether it's a reference to an, a, another show or what, doesn't matter. You are basically just giving a massive middle finger to the audience. Like, you could have cast anybody in that role. Um, you know, someone who is relatively recognisable, let's say for argument's sake, because he's sort of that age, Ansel and um, uh, whatever his name is, Ansel Elgort, right? If you cast him as a Pietro, people would have been like, oh, maybe he's going to be the new Pietro moving forward, right? Yeah. But because, think... he, because he's not been in the franchise before, then people aren't going to have that attachment to him. And so then if he just turns out to be her husband, which I think he's far too young to be her husband anyway, but whatever, <laughs> then people wouldn't be as disappointed. I don't know. Am I just labouring this point I, too I much? I feel like, Glenn, we're, we're stuck on this point of where, like, we wanted it to be something more than it was. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I, as much as I agree with you, it is a bit of a fuck you. <clears> but, <throat> hey, if someone else played the part of Pietro rather than the MCU guy or the X-Men guy, people wouldn't be talking about it. People really yeah. wouldn't shit about it. Like, I agree. you put someone in there and everyone was like, oh, that's going to be the new Pietro. Mm. It wouldn't make sense. Because yeah. he's dead. Yeah. But in... in re- like in reality of it all, yeah, it's shitty. But at the same time, it got people talking. It was pretty cool that he was in it. And but although I would have liked him to reprise his role, and he may do in the multiverse of madness, because she may notice him and be like, "Hey, I know that bloke. Pull him in." Let's God, that in. would be even well, worse if yeah, they then actually bring him <laughs> in. I, I I I completely understand why you, where you guys are coming from, and I think. The whole it's disrespectful to the fans thing is completely valid. I just feel like Disney or Marvel, whatever, were just doing like a like a nudge nudge wink wink thing to us, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that because in the moment it was cool and we were all like, oh shit, he's in it, da 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 da. And the fact that he's not in it now, it, just, it doesn't really bother me that much because when you think about it, like the, what we don't even know when when the X Men is coming. Like it could yeah. be three years from now, four years from now, five years from now. Do you know what I mean? By then, fucking, I don't know, Evan Peters <laughs> probably fucked up and done something else. Like, it doesn't bother me that much. I just thought in the moment it was cool and I don't have a problem with it being like a, with the fake out, personally. Would it have been even cooler if it turned out it was the Fox X-Men? Yeah, but the fact that it's not doesn't bother me that much. I, I think I think the worst part about it is the fact that he was named Bonner. I know it's referenced to something else, but I think that's the real, that's the bothersome part to me. But I, at yeah. the same time, I, it was yeah. cool. It's done. Whatever. I've taken it far too personally. I know that. No, a lot but, of people feel like you, though, Glenn. I think you are you are validated. I think. I think you're Thank majority. You. I think you're massive majority there. Thank you for hearing me. Especially like, I would, I'd say a lot of fan fan people would be like saying the exact same thing, and we said loads of different variations of what could it, it could be. Mm. But to have it kind of drip over and be like nothing is a bit like yeah so overall what would you rate this series i i will go first i after episode five or six i would have said an eight um i think i said seven and a half at last episode i think i'll stick I think with that seven last episode. i think it's a seven no okay. I, I said seven. Oh, you said seven and you said seven I, okay i will so. i will I will go 7.5 rounding up. Mm. I think it's somewhere between a 7 and 7.5. I take it on its merits as a show about grief. I also think they've done a really good job with um, basically doing Wanda's origin. You know, the small retcon. I like the interaction with Vision. I like the fact that they've introduced us to Monica. Um, uh, so I, and, and also you've now brought in another element to the MCU, which is basically witchcraft, which, you know, is not something that we've really seen with the MCU. They took a big step with the quantum and cosmic thing with Ant-Man and Doctor Strange, and now they've introduced more supernatural stuff. So it's a, it is a risk, and Marvel are taking risks, but I think... Do you not it, consider Doctor Strange as, like, witchcraft? No, I'd say... 
I don't know. If I'm sorting sorcery, heads, isn't it? So yeah, magic so and no, no. witchcraft. I don't know. I think Doctor Strange's stuff is a lot more like, yeah, magical kind of wizardry. Oh, mate, I'm, I know I'm splitting hairs here, but <laughs> but, but 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 Wanda's is is more supernatural. Casting spells and stuff. More supernatural, right? More like within the horror-ish realm, whereas Doctor oh, Strange was like maybe, science Wanda, fiction. Wanda don't cast spells, mate. She don't say nothing. Yeah, it's true. Agatha does. Agatha did, I think. Yeah, true. But, yeah, Chris, what would you rate this show out of 10? Maybe I was a bit harsh last week with a 7, but all honesty, I'd probably give it a 7, 7.5, similar to you. Like, I didn't really take too... Like, I like the idea of episode 1 to 4, but it took me to about episode 3 to really take with it. Um... Then, like I said, I think the I think the episodes kind of went on the, started went up in a high. We started learning about everything about the hex, and it's kind of slowly decreased and then leveled off. And I actually didn't mind this episode. I feel like the things they could have done better, things could have been a lot worse. So, seven point five, yeah, things a justifiable mark. Obi, uh, yeah, I think I won the same level with you two. I think I gave it an eight last week, or maybe an eight. Yeah, I think you did. Or an eight. Yeah, I think I gave it an eight. The finale for me brings it down a little bit um, because I didn't love it. Um, even like the penultimate episode, I really, I really enjoyed. I think I enjoyed it quite a bit more than this episode. Um, overall, as a show, I just think it's hard to, it's hard to um, detach from all the fan theories and stuff like that, and all the stuff that we thought we were going to get. Yeah. So it's hard for me to kind of like give this a fair rating. Um, and like you said earlier, like that's nothing on the show itself. It's that's just us and me in particular in my mind. Because I thought something was going to happen and it didn't, so naturally I was disappointed. Um, so I think I'd probably give stick with a seven point five with you guys. I think seven point five is all around. Probably. Yeah. Where, where does this, does this show, and the way it's concluded and the way it was produced and everything, does it affect your, um, how much you're looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier, or are they just two very different shows? It affects me in the fact that I didn't think. I didn't think I would like WandaVision very much. I ended up liking it quite a lot. So I'm thinking that if you'd asked me before the series, I would have said that Falcon Winter Soldier is going to be better than WandaVision. So the fact that I like WandaVision quite a lot hopes me, makes me feel hopeful that I would like Falcon Winter Soldier even more. Um, maybe even you're going to mate. You're going to set <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but even though, even though the, um, the trailers haven't excited me too much but it's two characters that i do really like so i'm um, compared to wanda and and uh vision who i didn't like and now i do i like wanda vision you know but um so yeah i'm just curious to see if this if this um is the opposite of uh wonder vision in that i i think it's going to be good and it's actually not good but so yeah we'll see i don't know <laughs> chris any thoughts on that? Uh... Yeah, I, I wasn't, like, none of the series, well, no, I'll tell you about it. Re- rewind, what I'm about to say. Uh, the only series, like, is there four series they're bringing out, or is it three? I can't remember now. I think three, no, four this year. So, the other one would be Loki, and the other one after that would be... I think it's Hawkeye, or is it Miss Marvel? Oh. One of those two. Maybe what, I'll, be, I'll be real with you, like, I really don't, I didn't really give a bit of shit about any of them, bar Loki. Um, like, I can't remember what we said in this podcast, but to think back, I'd probably think, yeah, I want to know more about Wanda, but like, I'm like, Obi, don't really give a damn about Vision. Falcon and Winter Soldier, I like the character Falcon, but yet again, didn't, don't really need to, didn't, but prior to the series coming out, I may feel differently after the series, but prior to it, don't really need to know more about him, but like, would be interested to know if he does take the mantle of Captain America. Mm. I'm not a big fan of Winter Soldier, I don't, I think he's a bit of a mere character, and I think they nerfed him quite a bit. Um, I agree that they nerfed him. I like him. But what does that mean? So they just made him super. So like, think about how what he all the stuff he does in Winter Soldier, how powerful he is, and then every film after that. Actually, no, every film after Civil War, he's basically a non-factor. All he does is use a gun. Oh. Okay. Yeah, like Civil War, he wasn't. He was okay, but mm. he wasn't great. Mm. Uh, so like, he's he's like almost not as bad, but he's almost the vision in the series for me. But I mm. do. But the difference is, I. I feel like the Wonder series is a story that created the now 
now Scarlet Witch, and they can take that into the MCU. This is like something that could interest me in the fact that I want to know where the Captain America man- Captain America mantle is going to go. So mm. I don't think I'm going to set myself a bar high because I don't know if this will be very good. Mm. But I'm good. I'm, the thing is, the problem is with that question, I know I'm going to watch them all, so it doesn't really matter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For me, like a lot, show- a lot of the shows they've announced, I can see why they have announced them. If that makes sense. So like mm. one division, you know, she she's developing into the Scarlet Witch, and it leads into Doctor Strange too. Um, Hawkeye, I guess they're introducing um, the you know the the female Hawkeye. I can't remember her name. Played by um, the actress whose name I've also forgotten now. <laughs> she was in Pitch Perfect um, two and three. Um, Hayley Seinfeld. That's it. Hayley Seinfeld. Cheers, Chris. Um, uh, you know, She Hulk, um, Moon Knight, um, you know, Miss Marvel. You can see why they're doing those shows because they're introducing new characters. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, will be a pure sort of just action show, so it might be in- entertaining. Not quite I feel like sure. Be political vibes as well, I think. Not entirely sure what the point of it will be, though, but mm. that's because we don't know a lot about it, which is fair enough. But mm. I don't want this to be we've just done a series because we sort of thought people might want to see what these two are up to. Because <laughs> if there's, if it's just, oh, Sam takes the mantle of the of Captain America, you could probably have done that within the context of another film. But I'm not dismissing this series before we've seen it. I'm hoping it's just going to be a lot more kind of pure entertainment, just shooting and fighting and stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't have yeah. tons of expectations. Um, this is the, I'll take any content they'll give me though. This is the thing. So like, oh yeah, I mean, I'd rather watch it than than it not be out. Do you know, if that makes any sense, you know. I spent the first year of my Disney Plus membership just watching The Mandalorian, <laughs> and that's it. So, getting a bit more out of it now. Um, any any more kind of thoughts, comments on on One Division before we move on? Um, well, I was going to say something that relates kind of to what um Obi or yourself was saying earlier in this pod. Like, um, obviously characters not staying dead. Do you mm. not think that's the sim- that's almost the same with Loki? I mean, I'd love for the character. To come soon. But, Sorry, but like, don't you think that's almost co- what's going to happen with Loki at some point? Yeah, it is. It's it's. But like, do you feel more, it's do, you, do you feel more detached if a villain comes back to a hero? Oh. Mm. Good question. Because in my mind, I'd actually love to see Loki again because I think he was a sick villain. And he didn't die a villain's death. He died almost. almost. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, would him coming back be different? I, I don't know why I've just voiced this. I just, I just came to my head, so I thought I'd just say it. Do you feel, I think him being back cheapens his death in Infinity War as well, because that really hit me, his death in Infinity War. I I'm not even like a massive Loki fan like that, but the way he died, I thought it was proper sick. Like, And then obviously, like... <laughs> Two films later or three films later, he's back again. Like it's just yeah. a, a thing they keep doing. Like it's kind of annoying when you think about it. Yeah. yeah. And also, would you be sad by a future MCU film doing like a flashback scene and we see uh Captain America or Tony Stark in that flashback scene, Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans come reprising their role in the flashback scene? Uh I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad at it, but I would like for it to be in a few years' time. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think they even a little bit. Yeah, and they need to move away from those characters. They need this series that the future of the MCU to stand on characters who are not Cap or Iron Man. Um, yeah. So, mm. yeah. Um, Good that Thor's carrying on, eh? Yeah, man. Thor's Yeah. I saw, I, like... set, I saw set photos of uh, Natalie Portman. She doesn't come wedge. Do you see it? Yeah. Take yeah. arms, you donut. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> she was looking wham. I was freaking out <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's prosthetic arms. I would, I retract the donut comment. I'm pretty sure it's prosthetic arms. I'm pretty sure. Because <laughs> if it... Yeah, she fucking wedge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure Who's... I saw a picture side by side and one was with like her skinny... Arms and then one was with her absolute hench four like arms. Who saw her coming back, eh? So they've done a good redemption job on on 
the Thor franchise. But uh... is this um sorry, just to interrupt quickly. Is this yeah. is WandaVision the first phase four or was was Spider Man the Ooh. first phase four? Oh I'll have a look. Good question. Phase four. Uh Spider Man is the end of phase three. And okay. phase four was meant to according to this post, phase four was meant to start with Black Widow, then went oh, to yeah. Then the Eternals, then Shang-Chi, then WandaVision. Yeah, but I thought so. WandaVision's come. And you were right earlier. It was, I think it was meant to be WandaVision, then Doctor Strange. Mm. I reckon okay. they swapped out a scene or two. Yeah, probably. Just so it wasn't like too jarring kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. They must have pushed that WandaVision forward quite a lot then. Yeah. Because Doctor Strange is coming out next year. But, I mean, also, again, just a kind of pernickety point. Wouldn't Black Widow technically be part of Phase Two or Three if if it's set after Civil War? Make a great point, Glenn. But hey, I don't know. Just saying, we'll see what happens. Follow us on the socials and uh, tune in next time. Keep yeah. it sexy.